0: Passo, a passo. Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Paso Paso podcast. My name is Miles, happy to be back here with another guest who we've not interviewed yet. We're still finding more people because there are tons in the Taos area who have contributed significantly to the world of early childhood development, supporting families and continue to do so. Uh, We are uh, happy to have Jeannie here today. Uh, Jeannie, thanks for joining us and would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Oh, sure. Hi, Miles. Thanks for having me. Uh, My name is Jeannie Ross, and I am the Director of Community Health Services for Holy Cross Medical Center here in Taos.
0: Great. Uh, and, you know, based on what you just shared about uh, being connected with Holy Cross, I imagine most people in our community and in afar in, in a would think about the services that are provided there, um, it being a hospital, uh, the ER, operations, that sort of thing. But you're actually also connected to um, kind of a different segment of the work that's done through that center. And could you just give us a little uh, insight into that?
1: Oh yes, absolutely. So all the work um, of my department, our department, happens in the community and we are really in the business of um, prevention and promotion. So the programs that are under our umbrella, we have family services that include House First Steps Home Visiting, Children's Trust Fund Parenting Classes and Support Groups. We have a Cancer Support Program. We have Benefit Navigation to help people with their insurance needs. And we also have Taos Alive, which is our Substance Misuse Coalition.
0: Great. And um, I am new to this work in the early childhood fields, Um, aside from being a parent. Um, but you have been connected to the development of what exists today in Taos for many years. Um, what of that history would you like to share with us?
1: Sure. Um, well, I've been a part of the Paso Paso Network since its inception. Um, I started my work here with families at the hospital about 14 years ago, home visiting. And I um, also was the coordinator of the Children's Trust Fund program and then moved up until now I'm the director of our department. Um, so as far as the early childhood work, you know, I've been really involved with the Paso a Paso network and that that membership has really informed um, my professional work. Uh, it was We were hearing early on from our home visiting clients that they were looking for opportunities to be together. Uh, I know that sounds funny during a pandemic, but uh, this is when we could be together. But being a new parent can be very isolating, particularly in rural areas. Our clients kept telling us that they wanted opportunities to come together and and create groups of social support. It was because of that, that with the assistance of Paso a Paso, we wrote for the Children's Uh, Trust Fund grant, where we were able to provide support groups and classes and create opportunities for families to come together um, in a supportive way.
0: Great. And I I imagine most of the public might know the Children's Trust Fund work by the brand name Taos Loves Kids. Is that accurate?
1: Yes, and we've got the flyers with the little giraffes. So we offer all sorts of parenting classes like um, Love and Logic, Circle of Security, uh, Childbirth Prep classes, um, Emotional Intelligence classes, English as a Second Language for Parenting. Uh, We've got Infant Massage and Nutrition classes. Our Crock-Pot class has been a real favorite in the community lately.
0: Wow, and I I have to add that I'm excited to lend whatever I can to the process in the future with a fathers uh, focused group. Um, just because I have seen and, and feel as though you know dads can use some some time to reflect and share ideas too, so I'm excited to get involved in that way.
1: Absolutely. And uh, fatherhood is an issue that I've been particularly interested in since my early days, recognizing um, needs for supports for fathers. And through the Paso a Paso network, we actually did a really interesting project into fatherhood where we went into businesses and organizations that provided services for fathers and had them sort of rate their father friendliness. And then we helped support ways to create a more father friendly atmosphere for those locations so i'm really excited um this is our we just got renewed for our third contract cycle with children's trust fund and we're able to serve families that have children zero to 18 and like you mentioned we have a particular area of interest in supporting fathers teen parents and grandparents who are raising grandchildren so it's super exciting to have you on board, Miles, as a as a father and expert to support other um, dads in our community. We're really looking forward to what we're going to cook up together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And I will be doing some, I'll be getting some training ahead of time, so I'll, I'll be learning as well. Um, you know, here we are, it's 2021. Um, I certainly can recognize the work uh, of all of the organizations that are connected with PASO and beyond and how important it is to our community and families and young children. Um, This has been a very challenging time. It remains so for everyone. How do you feel and what's kind of the view from, from your office and eyes and life here in Taos, as far as what supports uh, exist for families and what things might be needed or just any thoughts about um, where we are at, at this point in time?
1: Well, I think mentioning this point in time, of course, we have to mention the pandemic that we are all living through. And that I believe has not created, well, of course it's created new challenges, but I think it's shined a flashlight on the problems that existed for families in our community Um, that have been exacerbated by this pandemic. Um, You know, we have about 80 homeless families right now in Taos um, during the pandemic, and I find that number to be startling. And um, to think about that many folks who uh, don't have secure housing right now is It's very upsetting. Um, So I think that we find ourselves in a particularly challenging time here in New Mexico. You know, I've always been a proponent of releasing the permanent land trust money to support early childhood. And we hear, you know, that money is for a rainy day. And I have always said, Well, we're in a storm and now we're in a pandemic and a storm and we've got to look at our youngest and most vulnerable um, among us to see how we can support them. So, you know, the silver lining of COVID is seeing the way that our community has come together to form collaborative initiatives to help folks. And that, to me, um, fills me with hope and uh, hope for our future and recognizes the importance of our collective, um, the the necessity for us to come together and collaborate for the benefit of our families. And I think that these are going to be the things that remain post-pandemic as we've got new networks of people that are all thinking about the problems that our families are facing. And I think together, you know, we're coming up with some really interesting and and creative solutions. So that gives me a lot of hope. You know, I know our families here in Taos are struggling, um, but I do think that the way that the community has come together to find, to be supportive um, will last, will far outlast this pandemic.
0: Yeah, yeah thanks for saying all of that. And um, I, I'm excited as well that it, it does seem true that the issues, as you mentioned, um, that have always been here are now within view and um, unavoidable. Um, you know, so many people in our community do their best every day and have for many decades, uh, but that doesn't mean that um, we're always as aware of what our neighbors are going through as as we may be now. And and it is wonderful that that it's it's obviously horribly sad that people are going through difficult circumstances, but it's also positive that hopefully we'll be a better, a stronger community moving forward. Um,
1: and that, that brings me to another exciting collaborative project that I believe takes the work of Paso a Paso, the way that we've networked our early childhood community, um, is through this 100% community initiative that I believe we're going to engage in, in in our in our town in our county and that is really looking at 10 vital services that families need to thrive and survive survive and thrive I should say and so it's taking this idea of a collaborative cross-sector network and it's really expanding it to see the ways that kind of, untraditional partners might positively contribute to the conversation about supporting young children and families.
0: That sounds amazing. And that's actually kind of what I was hoping to to leave us with in our last five minutes was, um, can you just inform the listeners, um, you already have to some extent, but you're involved in so many different things and so many different meetings and groups. Um, What are some of the things on the horizon? We mentioned already the Children's Trust Fund, um, but... Are there any other things you'd love for the community to know about um, in our last five minutes here?
1: Sure. Well, I've really, one issue that I see trending now is the idea of navigation. Um, There was a Kresge funded initiative up in Pinasco where we opened a nurturing center and put a family navigator there to just help families figure out how to meet their needs. And that project, I believe, um, really supported this idea of navigation. So then Las Cumbres came to, to Paso a Paso and they had some monies for dissemination of their programs. And so through that, we were able to open a nurturing center at Enos Garcia and install family navigators there. And that that project has been so successful, this idea of navigation, that people need support to navigate systems has really caught on. So we're in the process of hiring a peer support person to provide navigation for folks out of the emergency department who have substance use disorder. Through our ROAMS project, we're going to have a family navigator stationed at Women's Health Institute and the Cuesta Clinic to help prenatal families navigate systems. I know that um, Inspire and UNM Taos Kids Campus have embedded navigators into their program to help families. So this idea of having someone expert in navigating systems to support families who might find systems confusing, I know I do, I think has really um, taken fi- you know, taken hold here in Taos. So I think we're gonna see, I believe through these, these navigation systems, we're gonna see improved access for people to get into the services that are already here. That's one thing. And then, of course, this 100 percent community, I believe, is going to be taken on as a project of the Taos Health Council to bring together, like I said, cross sector representation, all with the idea of providing access to folks to decrease adverse childhood experiences. And then I think we're really going to see some traction in moving the dial for our children. I know the New Mexico Kids Count data came out today and I've been kind of scouring it looking to see how we're doing. You know, it's always discouraging to see those numbers and see New Mexico being 49th or 50th in overall childhood well-being and I just feel very committed to working with our community to change that number. You know, Taos is a beautiful, wonderful place to raise children and I want that to be reflected in um, the services that are available, and I want to see that number move. I want to see us move up into the best place for overall childhood well-being.
0: Wow. Well, thank you, Jeannie, and we're uh, very lucky to have you not only in our community, but doing so much uh, proactive work in so many directions for so many years. Um, We all benefit from that. And um, just really appreciate you taking the time today to reflect a bit and also look forward. Um, I realized through some of our interviews on this podcast recently, it's really difficult to know where things are headed. But um, I at least definitely get a positive um, sense and reaction by hearing uh, how much is is in progress and on the way.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think there's. A lot of very progressive, amazing work being done in our community. In fact, that's being replicated across our state. And we just we have so many uh, smart people putting their heads together to think of solutions that I really feel very hopeful about um, about what is coming for families in Taos.
0: Great. And as far as the programs that um, you're involved in many things, but as far as things that listeners can maybe uh, connect with or reach out to, is the Holy Cross Medical Center uh, a good place to start to know, um, maybe to learn more about the variety of services that are available to them?
1: Sure. I mean, you can go onto the Holy Cross Medical Center website and look under programs and you would find the programs there in our department that are doing the community outreach work. And of course, anybody is welcome to email me or call me. I love to talk to people and to help create connections and find places where our work intersects you know, for the well-being of us all. So yeah, reach out through the website, um, reach out to me. And like I said, I love to talk to people and to think together and, you know, we're better together. We're smarter together.
0: So. Wow. Well, thanks again, Jeannie. And um really appreciate it. Look forward to interviewing again in the future. If there's ever any um, additional information or specific topic you think uh, would be helpful to discuss in, in public that may not get Talked about as often, uh, we're always here for you. And, and thanks again for everything you do.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Smiles. Thank you for having me today.
0: Paso a passo. <laughs> Podcast.